This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3673, for Wednesday, the 31st of August 2022. Today's show is entitled, Recording for Hacker Public Radio. It is part of the series Podcasting How To. It is hosted by DNT and is about 18 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is My experiences recording episodes of HPR. Welcome to another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. This is your host, DNT. This one is prompted by an email conversation with Carl. Uh, he wrote to a few of us, sending some samples of some recordings that he had made of himself, and he wanted to get some feedback on it. Carl, you may remember, he was the one that put together that collaborative episode with some shell snippets, and I sent a clip to that show. Uh, in Carl's email, he mentioned that he thought my clip sounded pretty good, and so he thought I might have something to say about recording audio. So that was pretty funny because of how I actually recorded that clip. So um, it was different than any previous episode of Hacker Public Radio that I recorded um, because I was at work and there were only two days in which to submit uh, the clip because Carl had helpfully set a deadline for this. So I had only two days I was at work and I didn't have any any anything to record it with. So... I went to the Play Store looking for an app I could install. And for simplicity, I just looked for something I recognized. I was hoping there would be an app from like Zoom or Rode or something like that, one of the you know audio equipment manufacturers. And uh, as it turned out, I found one that was called Dolby On. So that was how I recorded that episode. And I agree with Carl, it sounded quite good. It sounded a lot better than any of the prior episodes that I had edited myself. So clearly the people at Dolby um, are cooking some fancy filters there uh, without telling us about it. Um, and it's it's doing a pretty good job, it seems. So before that, I had recorded HPR episodes in a few different ways. Um, the first one, I think I recorded it in an iPhone um, 7 with the earbuds that come with the iPhone 7. Then later, I think there was at least one that I recorded using a Zoom H1, which is a small handheld recorder, one of those that have like an XY pair of microphones. Uh, it's like a stereo. It's really nice for recording ambient sound. Um, for recording voice, it, it picks up a lot of background noise. Anyway, then I used uh, the application that was shared by Norist here on Hacker Public Radio. It's called SoloCast. It's a Python application. On the command line, you prepare this script, and then the application will show you the script one paragraph at a time. You record the paragraph, and then it'll ask you if you like it or if you want to re-record it. Once you have recorded all of your segments, it'll splice it all together for you and do some normalization and a couple other things, I guess. So I used that with this um, uh, headset that I use at work for calls. That's called, it's the Sennheiser MB Pro 2. Uh, it's decent, it's pretty convenient, but it doesn't sound very good, I guess. Not too good. 
Um, and then finally this Dolby on app. And then here I am recording the second episode using this app. It is not free, of course. So leave your comments on that um, if you want or record your own show about this use of non-free software and what it means. I want to hear your opinion on that. So then going back in time a little. Um, so I went to college for film. And um, during that, there was uh, I had one class that was about sound. And I, I also uh, paid a lot of attention to sound recording and sound editing as well for my own interest. But uh, during this class, we learned a couple of things about editing sound. First, uh, mainly we learned about the compressor and uh, EQ. So let's talk about the compressor first. The, com uh, the compressor is um, you have this, you usually, it visualizes it with this graph. So you're usually going to have a setting that's called the threshold. It's going to be in decibels. Like, for example, I'll set the threshold to 16 decibels. So what that means is up to 16 decibels, the filter is not going to do anything to it. And any sound that is above 16 decibels, it's going to attenuate. It's going to attenuate following another setting that's called the ratio. That's going to be uh, something like 4 colon 1, for example. So the ratio is how much you're going to attenuate that um, sound up that's above the threshold. So if the ratio is very, very high, that means you're practically going to flatten anything that goes above 16 and it's going to, you're going to take it right down to 16. What you're doing with that is you're, um, if you're someone whose volume, whose speaking volume varies a lot, it's, it's going to kind of even that out a little. And imagine, for example, if you're recording someone playing the piano and they tend to hit the keys really hard sometimes, which, you know, in person it can sound very good, but to a microphone it can be very challenging. So the compressor is one of the things that can help with that. Uh, the compressor usually also has a setting that's called gain. That's, it's basically just gain and it's just there because typically you're gonna, you're gonna attenuate the, the top of the, the peaks there. And you're typically going to want to lift up everything after that to bring it up closer to the peaks you want, right? So you shouldn't overdo it with the compressor because I think it can make things a little monotonous if the volume is kind of always the same. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it can make it sound less natural or something like that. So you, you don't want to overdo it, but... Certainly, I think with voiceover, with podcasts, with you can get away with, with quite a bit of compressor, I think. If you disagree, just let me know in the comments. So at this class in college, honestly, the professor never really talked about normaliz normalization, if I can remember it right. Really, I think what we would do is we would just try to get, just with the compressor alone, we would try to get as close to the peaks that we are targeting as we can. Um, and then we would just do the, the normalize would be like at the very end. So the, the getting to the peaks that you're targeting, uh, what that means is like, I think nowadays with, with online stuff, um, you can easily go to minus three, even minus one, and that's just fine. You may hear stuff about, um, peaks having to be at minus 12 or minus 16, I think that's really kind of a technical standard to do with broadcast um, video and broadcast radio. I don't think it's really relevant anymore. So you can go a lot higher than that. And most people, I think, do. So you would try to get as close to that as you can with the compressor. 
and then use the normalize to to get right there. Then EQ. So the professor taught us this uh, interesting technique. I think he called it the sweep. So the the EQ, what it is, is like a, let's imagine a graphical equalizer, and you you have the spectrum right there in front of you. Uh, on the left are the highest, um, the lowest frequencies. That is the low pitch stuff, and on the right are the high frequencies, the high pitch stuff. So then typically you would have a line going from left to right, and with the graphical EQ you're going to mark some points there at different frequencies, and then you're going to attenuate or boost the signal at those frequencies. So what, what that's going to do is, for example, if you put some points here on the left uh, and then attenuate them a lot, your, um, you know, your voice is going to sound less um, low-pitched. There is also a setting that I don't remember what it's called, but it kind of makes makes the curve more closed or more open. So that if you boost the signal at one point and you make the curve more open, you're going to be boosting a lot of the neighboring frequencies right there. So the sweep that this professor taught us, what it was is you would start um, at, on the left of the spectrum. You would mark a point, make the curve pretty closed and then you would boost it quite a lot. And then loop through a piece of your, of your recording, maybe pick some part that, that you think is kind of representative for whatever reason, just play it in a loop, and then move your, the frequency of your point from the left all the way to the highest frequencies, and listen as you do it. So as you listen, the sound, of course, is going to change because you're going to be boosting all these different frequencies and you're may, you may notice some things. Keep your ear out for parts that sound really kind of nasal, just kind of annoying or something. Uh, just wh whenever it sounds really terrible, when the signal is boosted, stop and take a note of what frequency that was, okay? And then keep going then you, when you get to the end of the spectrum, you will have written down maybe like three frequencies or something like that. So then drop points at those three frequencies and then attenuate them a little. And this time use a much more open curve. Uh, and then see how that goes. And then now it's going to be trial and error. Just try a few different things here and there and see how it sounds. Um, I think you would expect to, for it to sound more pleasant to the ear if you just do that. Now, there's also boosting the signal at different points. Um, I don't know m much about that, to be honest. I, I know there, there are areas of the spectrum that you can boost that can help your voice somehow, but I don't really know how exactly, so I don't think I'm going to be very helpful there. What you can do also is just look for some presets in your editing application that are named for things like voiceover or vocal, whatever it is, and see what they do. And then just try those things out with your, your own EQ for your voice, right? So basically just do this once for your own voice, for your environment that, that you're going to be recording in, the typical environment you're going to want to uh, keep consistent. And then just save it as a preset for your voice, so then you can just apply it to your recordings going forward. Now, a, a kind of a thing I would say too is, 
Um, EQ is pretty subjective, as is, I think, sound editing, um, largely, I think. So I think the only thing you can do is kind of lean into it and just just see what things sound like to you and see if it feels good or not and just go by that you know that's all you can do so then it's easy also to get for your ear to kind of get used to sounds so a lot of times it's worth doing this and then stopping putting it away and then come back the next day listen to it again see if you still think it sounds good a lot of times you 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 won't anymore for whatever reason um so it's worth doing that now i talked about you're setting the eq for you're saving a preset for your environment that you're going to want to keep consistent now this is much more important than the eq and the compressor to be honest if you do no eq or compressor but your environment is great um your recording is going to be great if you do if you spend 24 hours on EQ and all the uh, all the other stuff, noise removal, whatever, but the environment in which you recorded it was crap, it's not going to sound any good no matter what you do. So you want to look for a place that um, it's as little noise as possible and as little reverberation as possible. Reverberation comes from mainly from flat surfaces. So if your room has a lot of flat surfaces, and uh, like the walls, for example, and no furniture, sound is going to bounce back and forth a lot. There's going to be a lot of reverberation. This is the thing that's going to sound the worst in a recording. So it should be the number one thing um, you consider. Or maybe not the number one thing, but one, one of the top things you consider. So, you know, a carpeted room, a room with more furniture, stuff on the walls will will eliminate the reverberation really quickly actually uh, of course there's also equipment you can buy for that if you want um, so one thing that a lot of people would do is they'll just go in a closet and record uh, in a closet it gets pretty warm but it works very well there's lots of clothes in there so it's gonna sound pretty much like you're in a sound studio another thing is the car like the clip that i recorded for carl's show i recorded it in the car Cars, car manufacturers have made cars a pretty hospitable environment for sound. So if you have a car, it's worth trying that out too. Uh, and then finally, the time of day. Pretty obvious, you know. For example, don't record it when uh, your sprinklers come on and then you can hear the, the water flowing through under the house. Then breathing and warming up. Really important things too. This is something I've noticed in myself for sure. Uh, whenever I record an episode, I feel like when I start, I'm kind of nervous, I'm not breathing right, and it doesn't sound good at all. It's like embarrassing. And then um, after a while, I start to relax into it, and I start sounding a lot better. I'm talking a little more slowly. I'm breathing naturally. Things are going great. So I think the reason for that is because I have warmed up by then. So uh, what I've been trying to do is just warm up ahead of time. In this case, for example, I prepared a bunch of three by five cards with a sort of a script, and then I just read through it on my own without the, the recorder even running. I just read through the whole thing, trying to get to this state before I actually start recording. So try that out, warm up before you record. Um, then, 
I mentioned the three by five cards. So when we were talking to, uh, when I was talking to Carl, I mentioned how back in the day there used to be apparently a phone uh, number you could call and you could just start talking and it would record it and it would make it into um, an episode of Hacker Public Radio later. So people would do that. They would just call a phone number and in one take they would record an episode of Hacker Public Radio. I think to me, that's the standard we need to strive for here because you know in this world it's pretty hard to make time for things like this you you work full time and you know you have your family to take care of uh, a house whatever else is going on you know there's not a whole lot of time left for for making art or or you know making stuff recording episode of the hacker public radio so if you can do it in one take if that's possible at all, I want to investigate that and I want to figure out how I can do that, you know? So what I'm trying here today is these 3x5 cards. I'm, so I made them and then I read through them um, through one time um, without recording. And then I went back to the beginning and started recording it. And it's pretty good. I think I'm still going to have to take it to Audacity, but not nearly for as much as I usually do. So... I think this episode will be finished much sooner than most episodes have. Most of my episodes, anyway. Yeah, I listened to an episode by this Mr. Gadgets um, earlier today. And, yeah, he just called in and started talking, and 15 minutes later he had a a show. Anyway, that was pretty much all that I have. Uh, In closing, I just want to say that none of this um, that I've talked about matters really as much as just having something good to say now that may seem hard to have something good to say but here's the thing you do have something good to say and the easiest way to do it is to just press record with your app or your recorder or the dolby on app if that's what you want to do press record and then say hi i'm a new hbr host and here's how i got here All right, thanks for tuning in, and come back tomorrow for another episode of Hacker Public Radio. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, you click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.